Mary Poppins movie? No. You haven't seen it? Has anybody seen Mary Poppins Returns? Seriously? Steve and I have seen it. We've seen it. In the Mary Poppins Returns movie, Mary Poppins takes the children to her cousin's repair shop. There is, there is something that needs to be repaired. And the cousin is known for being able to fix anything. Absolutely anything. Except on the second Wednesday of the month. On the second Wednesday of the month, the cousin says everything is turning turtle. Now, the cousin's name is Tatiana Antanasia Kosatori Topotrepolovsky. <laughs> they call her Topsy for short. It's played by Meryl Streep. On the second Sunday of the month, everything flips upside down. The ceiling becomes the floor, the floor becomes the ceiling, up becomes down, down becomes up, east becomes west, north becomes south, and she calls it turning turtle. It's like a turtle flipping over and struggling to get back on his feet. And so for her, she cannot fix anything when the world flips upside down, when her, girl, when her world goes topsy-turvy, when her world is turning turtle, she can't fix anything. And so everything that is to be expected is different. Everything that she knows is now flipped upside down. In our passage this morning that Linda just read, Jesus is turning turtle. Jesus is taking what society says those who are blessed are, and he's flipping it. He's turning it upside down. In Jesus' time, those who were wealthy and in power, people assumed they were the ones who were blessed by God. Does that sound familiar at all in our world today? Jesus is saying, no, that's not it. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who mourn. Essentially, blessed are those who you think aren't blessed. Jesus is saying, we have to look at the world differently. We have to live in it differently. This week, I posted on Facebook the question, what does it mean to be blessed? And some people said they are blessed because they are always in the presence of God. Others said they are blessed because they wake up every morning. And others, including Bryn, said that to be blessed is to be in God's grace, or that grace is somehow connected with that. I read a lot of different definitions of the word blessed this week. And I, I think it's, it's like joy. It's hard to define. But here's what I'm going to go with. I think blessed is contentment in relationship with God. It is that assurance that we have that God is with us. It is that trust that Jesus is there with us. Blessed is talking about our relationship with God. So I asked myself, well, how do I feel blessed? How am I blessed? And I thought of my family, I thought of Steve, and I thought of, of this church. But there were two things that really jumped out that I feel very blessed by. And I want to share both of them with you. Now, one of these I shared in Joys and Concerns last week. It's just too good. It's got to be said again. It's got to be said again. Peyton is a little girl that has been here for a couple of our back-to-school barbecues. You may have seen her. She's got red hair that's come down here, and it's always... <coughs> out in every direction, and she's always in a dress carrying her, her baby doll with her. Well, her family is one of our Seven Loaves East families. And when they were here just two Saturdays ago, one thing that they, that family did, they were one of the families that came to the second dinner in a movie night we had last summer. We were watching 
finding Dory, finding Dory. Well, at Seven Loaves East, she sat right over here, and she looked up at me, and she said, Pastor Katie, when can we do dinner and movie again? That gives me chills every time I tell that story. Here is a child that wants to be here. Our children's ministry right now, I was so happy to turn in that we have a children's ministry here at this church now. It may not look traditional, but I think we're making the lives, difference in the lives of children. And children want to be here. I am blessed by that, amen? The second thing, in 2018, Seven Loves East served 80 families. That's 303 individuals who received food. We received over and gave away over 100,000 pounds of food. And that's only the food that's coming to us from Plano. That doesn't include the 2,000 cans we got from one of the elementary schools this year. And when someone says to me, thank you, thank you for what you do. We had a client here this past, this two Saturdays ago, that said, you know, I don't need you every month, but gosh, it's nice when I need, when I need you, that I can come here. But I think Seven Loves East is more of a blessing than just the food that goes out. Without question, we are building relationships in this community. Our clients sit, they visit with each other, they visit with the volunteers that are here. When they say, Katie, can you pray for this? Absolutely. Y'all have heard me bring prayer concerns here on Sunday morning. It, it comforts people to say, we're going to pray for you next week. And so for me, both Peyton and Seven Loves East are a way that I am blessed. When we are blessed, we are receiving something from God in our relationship with God. We are receiving that comfort. We are receiving that assurance. We know whose we are and where we are. In our scripture this morning, it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, and then also for blessed are, are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for righteousness sake, that they are um, receiving the kingdom of heaven. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's the phrase. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then in the very last section that Linda read, it says in there that those who are obedient to the scriptures, those who are obedient, teach others to obedience, that they are great in the kingdom of heaven. So I think we need to pause for just a second and remind ourselves of what is this kingdom of heaven we're talking about here. My favorite definition, now kingdom of heaven is the phrase that you see in Matthew. We see the phrase kingdom of God in the gospel of Luke. It's the same thing. The two phrases are interchangeable. For me, the best definition of kingdom of heaven, and you can take this for what it's worth, it's Katie's favorite, and it comes from a commentary. It's commentary on Matthew. It says the kingdom of heaven is wherever and whenever the will of God is done. That's my favorite definition of the kingdom of heaven. It's the sphere of God's influence. It's where God is active and where God is using the believers to be the workers in the kingdom of heaven. Whenever we do the will of God, we are in the kingdom of heaven. Actually, it's more than that. Whenever we do the will of God, we are bringing the kingdom of heaven here into our midst. Jesus says in the Gospel of Luke that the kingdom of heaven is among us. It's here because Jesus was here. So the kingdom of heaven is here and now. And yes, the kingdom of heaven is a promise and a reward for eternal life. It's both. It's an already and a not yet. It's a here and now and for eternity. So for me, the kingdom of heaven is right here. It's right here. 
Last week, we talked about spiritual disciplines. We talked about prayer. We talked about scripture. We talked about study, meditation, fasting. We talked about worship. We talked about journaling. Those are the ways that we know what God's will is. Spending time, quality time, in God's presence is how we find out what it is God's asking us to do. That's how we find out, all right, God, I can't see you in this circumstance. Where are you? Show me. We've got way too many things that I could list where we've got devout Christians saying yes to this and devout Christians saying no to the same thing. It's hard to figure out where am I supposed to fall in this and what am I supposed to be doing. That can only be answered through prayer and study and meditation and spending time with God. So for us to be a part of God's will, to be a part of the kingdom of heaven, to be a part of God's work here on earth to bring the kingdom of heaven here, we need to know what God's will is. We need to be asking. We need to be listening. That's a big part of it, is listening. Let's bring the kingdom of heaven here. In those posts on Facebook when I said that I was asking, what does it mean to be blessed, I want to tell you what Phil Stobaugh wrote. Some of you remember Phil Stobaugh. He said, we are blessed so that we may bless others. Understanding the works of our triune God prepares us to go forth and be a blessing to others. Being blessed is all about passing it forward. Now, there was another friend of mine that posted, he's saying the same thing, but gosh, I like the way he said it. John said, God often shows up in work clothes expecting you to hop in the beat-up truck and get down to business. I love that. I love that. We are blessed. The definition of that is that we are in relationship with God. We are blessed through our relationship with God. And because we are blessed through our relationship with God, we become a blessing to others. When we do the work of the kingdom of heaven, when we are doing the will of God, then we are blessed in that, and then we are blessing to others. Y'all with me on that? How do we bless others? I looked it up. This sermon is from September 2015. A few of you were here then, but in September 2015, I made the statement that I wanted this church to do two or three ministries exceedingly well rather than ten things half-baked. And I mentioned two ministries that I wanted us to get involved in. I said, I want us to start a food pantry in Cobeville. Now, we didn't know it at that time, but that became Seven Loaves East. Seven Loaves East, what that would have been six months later, seven months later. The second thing that I said I wanted this church to be a part of, I looked it up. I found my old sermon and I looked it up. I said I wanted us to get involved in a mentoring program with the schools. Now, that did not come to fruition but it's not because of any fault of the church's own. It just didn't get to fruition at all. The, the schools and the churches, we just couldn't coordinate it to get it going. But ever since then, I've been watching, and I've been listening, and I've been waiting because I still think that there is a way for this church to be in ministry through the schools, to be in service through the schools. And I think we've got it now. You may have seen on the news in the last couple of weeks that Royce City United Methodist Church gave $10,000 to forgive the lunch debt at Royce City ISD. Did y'all see that in the news? Some of y'all saw that? I know the pastor there, Chris. He's a good friend of mine. I knew we couldn't do $10,000, but I called Cindy Lewis, who is the director of child nutrition at Community ISD, and I asked, what is, what is the lunch debt with Community ISD? She explained to me how it all worked. 
Community ISD, the managers of the different cafeterias do such a good job of tracking the families and staying in contact with the families that their debt actually is rather low, but it is still between $100 and $300 every year of, of lunches that just don't get paid for, for whatever reason, they don't get paid for. By federal statute or guidelines, they cannot roll that negative balance into the next school year, so they have to pay it off, the administrators of the schools have to pay it off by pulling money from other budgets. So they're stealing from Peter to pay Paul. But I thought, you know what, we can help with that. $100 to $300 completely falls within the capability of this congregation. No doubt about it. So I asked our missions team, I went to our missions team, and I said, what if we did a Lenten offering each Sunday during Lent to pay off the school lunchroom debt? And they said, yeah, let's do that. Then I contacted another family outside of this congregation and said, will you match what we raise? And they said, we will match it up to $300. Now, here's my thinking. We're not going to stop at $300. We're going to go right past that. We got seven Sundays to do that. We're going to go right past it. And I would love, can you imagine if we could give the, ch the school a check for $1,000 and it would cover lunchroom debt for the next three years or more? What do y'all think? I think, I think it, it matches the DNA of this congregation. This congregation loves nothing more than for me to get a phone call saying, can you help me with a bill? I need some money. Those are your favorites, am I right? That's what you like to hear. You want to keep giving money keep giving money away, correct? So that's what we're going to do. Watch for that in the Lenten season. How do we bless others? The missions team wants to know who you want to have as our missions of the month. Each of you in your bulletin has an index card, and Steve gave you a pin on your way in. I want you to take those cards, not right now, we're going to come to it in just a minute. But I want you to write down one or two local organizations or groups that you think that would benefit from the generosity of this church. Somebody that, that holds a special place in your heart. A group that you know that has specific needs that we can support. Groups that are local, that, that you know that there is a need there and that will match what this congregation is able to do. Now, if you can't think of anything right now, that's fine. You can take those cards home with you and fill them out and bring them back. Or you can always call Bryn or Dalen or Debbie Perry and say, hey, I got an idea for you. We're working on the missions of the months for the whole year. We want to see what do y'all want. How can we bless others? I'm going to have you fill those cards out in just a minute. We are blessed through our relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Through that relationship, we bring the kingdom of heaven here on earth by doing the will of God. When we do the will of God in the kingdom of heaven, we are a blessing to others. We receive blessings from God, and others receive blessings from God through us. Where is the hope in all of this? Oh, that's easy, because it's all about God. Being blessed is a gift from God. And being blessed means that we are in relationship with God. May you feel God's hand on your shoulder right now. May you hear God telling you, you are a blessing. May you feel blessed. May this church feel God's hand upon her shoulder. May this church hear God say, you are a blessing. 
may this church feel blessed. When you leave here today, know you are blessed. And you are a blessing. In the name of the Father, and Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.